Welcome back to episode number 83 of the MP Dude. Congratulations, guys. We hit that thousand mark. We were like 15 days late, but I don't care. We were close. That was really close. That was awesome. You guys did a fantastic job. Guess what? We're still going past that, though. We already hit uh, 1,040. So in a day, we hit like uh, 42. 42 people in like a day. That's awesome. That was a huge day. You guys are doing all the work. I just posted a couple things on Facebook, and you guys are spreading the word like wildfire. So I appreciate all the hard work and effort you guys are doing, just telling your friends, posting uh, comments on the blog, posting comments on my Facebook page, and uh, sharing and liking the show is a big way to do it. Keep doing the um, the iTunes uh, reviews, though. I only have a couple. I have 14 of them. It's been stagnant for a while. So if you're an iTunes listener and you like what I'm doing and you want to support the show, go ahead and go on the iTunes app. Give me a rating. If it's a four, it's a four. I don't care if it's a three, it's a three. But tell me if you think it's if I'm not doing a good job at something or something you're missing or you want to you want different topics and you want to give me a bad rating, I'm okay with that. Just tell me why. Give me the reasons why I'm why I'm a turd. I'm good with it. Um, what else? Facebook uh, reviews. Well, I think it was twenty something right now. Oh, there's all five out of fives. I, I don't buy it. I just don't. I'm not that good at this stuff. I'm just average at best in most things in life. So give me a rating. I don't care what it is, but you got to tell me why. So go if you think it's worth a while, if you think it's worth a listen, if, it's, if, you, if you're if you sharing the show and liking the show, there's no reason you can't take uh, two seconds to click a star and, and uh, give me a blurb of why you like the show and uh, or if, if you don't like the show. So please do that. I appreciate it. The other thing is um, it, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you guys are great people. You guys buy weird stuff on Amazon, and I love it. I love nurses. It's so diverse and so weird. I love it. Um, don't forget the Amazon affiliate link. You can click the banner to the right on the full page, and you can click the banner at the bottom on your phone, on your smartphone. And what that does is it sends you through my Amazon link. It takes you right to Amazon, and then anything that you buy from that point forward, it just gives me a little slice of the pie. It's a small percentage, but it adds up. So within a couple, you know, I don't know, 30 or 40 purchases, I got like 10 bucks. I don't know. It's it's not a huge amount of money, but you guys you guys doing that and making it a, a habit to do um, certainly supports the show. I'm not asking you for anything except to help support the show a little bit by clicking a button. That's all you do. Go to my website, thenpdude.com. Use the Amazon affiliate link. I appreciate it. Uh, today, we got a bunch of show topics, a bunch of them, but I can only hit a couple of them, so we're going to hit a couple of the good ones first. One of them came through, um, and this was, ironically, my 1,000th listener. Immediately, new listener, liked the show, sent me a PM and said, hey, I got a question. <laughs> and I was like, awesome, that's great. Um, oh, by the way, you're my 1,000th listener, and so you're out there, you're listening, keep listening. Go back and listen to some of the old, older shows, and don't forget to share and, and like the show as much as possible. Um, question was... Switching from a um, a practice in which you had independent, a lot of independence, did your own thing, not a lot of oversight, successful at what you're doing, like what you're doing, but moving to a, a group where there's you know a lot of physicians and not a lot of nurse practitioners. And the main question there, and I'm I'm sh I'm short paraphrasing because if you're new to the show, I usually change it just slightly so people can't identify you. And um, I do not give names or places unless it's pertinent to the actual topic. So, like, if somebody says it's in Pennsylvania, I talk about Pennsylvania, right? Um, 
but as far as names, I don't use names unless you tell me it's okay. And there's only a couple people that have said overtly, yes, you can use my name. Otherwise, I don't use your name. And I change the scenario slightly so that people can't identify you. Um, but this topic here was was about what what do I do? How would you handle dealing with MDs when you feel intimidated by them and, and going to work in a practice where you've kind of did your own thing and, and you know, you were good at it, but, you know, maybe, maybe it's not what other people would do. And, um, what's your recommendation for that? Well, the, the first response I sent back was, well, I, I work in a practice where I have a lot of independence. So, um, I'm probably not the best guy to do that with. Now, that being said, I've been put in a lot of cir- circumstances and situations throughout my career where I was not comfortable. I mean, I, when I was doing engineering work uh, and managing, I was thrown right to the wolves. And, and literally the first day of the job said, oh, here, you got to go meet with a client about a project. And I had no idea what we did. And so you fake it. You fake it till you make it. Now, the big, the good thing is, is that you got a lot of resources behind you that makes you credible. So I wouldn't, I would just fake it. Don't, don't act nervous. Try, I mean, it's harder, it's easier said than done, right? But I would, I would go in, you know, confident. Everything in confidence. And if you don't know something, confidently say, I don't know. Everything is confident. If you hold yourself with confidence and you don't get pushed around by anybody, whether it's a patient, a doctor, or another nurse practitioner, or an MA, it doesn't matter who the circumstance is. If you hold yourself with confidence and you know the reason why you're doing what you're doing, you can always back it up later. And and guess what? Physicians get crap wrong all the time. They're you know they're not infallible just because they have a doctor, a doctorate degree, and they have a MD or a DO at the end of their name. They're not infallible. They they screw up all the time. So there's times where you're going to look at what they're doing and be like, I would not do that. That is a bad call. And, and you know, it's just not appropriate necessarily for you to go in guns a blazing and saying, hey, you shouldn't do that. Now, that being said, if you confidently go up to somebody and say quietly behind closed doors, hey, um, I've seen this new research out there and I know things have changed a little bit and this is, but I just wanted to make you aware of this without being accusational, then that might be a nice way to do that. I wouldn't call a physician out to the mat in front of a bunch of people because you're going to lose just because of the, the public perception of who we are and who they are. It's, n- it's never good. Even if you're right, it won't, you won't win. So it's not worth that fight, in my opinion. Now, what I would do is I would go in day one and just and, uh, just do your job. Be confident. Do your job. You'll be fine. Don't, don't get pushed around. If it's a good group of people, human beings... Regardless of who they are, physician, nurse, or or otherwise, they're going to be cool, you know. And, and and you're taking you're taking workload off of them, so it's in their best interests to treat you well. Because if they don't, you're going to leave. And if you leave, then they're stuck back where they started, where they've got more work than they can handle, and they can't they can't see them all, or they got to work more hours. So the idea is that you're there to help them, and 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 they're there to help you, and it's a team environment, and I would go in with that attitude, and if you go in with that right attitude of teamwork, then I think that you're going to be fine, and and even if you don't know something, go confidently say, hey, I haven't, I haven't been exposed to that, how do you do this, or where are the guidelines so I can look them up, which ones are the ones, I wouldn't ask them to spoon feed you, but I would ask where the guidelines are, Where's the what, what information do I need to read to become you know, an expert in that field, and, and they'll point you in the right direction. They'll say, oh, there's an article by, you know, JAMA from, you know, 97 that was the, the key, you know, the document on, on how to do this. Go read that first. And then you do. And then you Google the snot out of it and you learn it on your own. But I wouldn't look for spoon feeding for sure. 
because that's not what they do when they get out of med school that's not how they are they go through residency and then they're ready to rock and roll and so you're you're in theory past the residency stage you should be ready to rock and roll that doesn't mean you know everything and it depends on the state too right and i don't know what state you're in but that being said you might you might be in a state where there's a lot of oversight and just initially uh, required and that might be their their frame of mind they might expect that you're going to need that i don't know it just depends i wouldn't worry too much though it's it's scary that's for sure fake it till you make it be confident those are the two two pieces of advice that i would have and you if you do both of those things anything in your life will be made not necessarily easier but the perception of you will be higher and I wouldn't go in and explain, oh, well, I don't know how to do all this stuff. I wouldn't talk to anybody about it. I would just, just keep your mouth mouth zipped. Whenever you feel not confident about something, you keep your mouth zipped and and, and uh, don't show all your cards. So you're faking it, right? That's the faking it part. All right, so that's that one. Now, another one I saw was on the Ohio Facebook page, and it came through, and I was tagged on it, and I appreciate you guys tagging me on it. I think it was Ohio Facebook group. I don't know, there was a bunch of Ohio Facebook people that I saw that were in that thread. So I'm assuming that's what it was. But the question was about this. You are working for an organization and your supervisor is an RN. Technically, not your supervising or collaborative physician, but the person that basically is the office manager is an RN, not an APRN. And they're doing your performance review. And I saw a ton of people say, that's not allowed, that's not right, you can't do that, you can't delegate, you can't... And I don't think that's at all what the question or comment was supposed to be. Now, maybe I read it wrong, because I read it quickly. But the bigger deal for me is whether whether there is um, direction of work being done by an RN to an APRN. And I don't think that's what the, the case was. That's not what I read out of it. And so the, a lot of people were citing to the OAC, the Ohio Administrative Code, and to a bunch of things. And this, the reason this is important is it can go in any state. It doesn't matter if it's Ohio or not. But when you go and work for a big company, you are going to be typically, and if you haven't listened to my employee, employee, um, or employment at will contract employee and contractor episode. Sorry, iTunes listener, I can't remember what episode it was. It was early, I don't know, teens, somewhere in there. It was one of the first ones. I go through the differences between each of those. And if you're an employee at will or a contract employee for an organization, you got to follow the policies and procedures that are set forth for everybody in that company, whether you sweep the floor, clean the toilets, or you're a physician. It doesn't matter. You all get a performance evaluation. And a performance evaluation from a corporate standpoint is probably going to be different than what it is from a, a collaborative agreement review of your clinical decision making and outcomes and all that stuff. So as part of your collaborative agreement, at least in Ohio, you have to specify the frequency, which in, it's like a minimum of every year you got to meet and go through charts and stuff, right? Unless you're a, a former CTP holder, but that's changed even too. So that's gone. So you're going to meet at least every one, once a year. So it kind of coincides with the concept of getting a, a performance review from your organization. But you have to ask yourself, what's the scope of the review? Now, when I worked in the corporate world for you know well over a decade, almost a decade and a half, right? Probably over a decade and a half. The, the idea behind a performance review was that it evaluated everything about you in general enough that it protected the company's ass. That's all it is. 
it's a protection of their own their own ability. Here's why. The the concept of a performance review from a corporate standpoint is so that it gives an opportunity for deficits in your work product to at least be reviewed on an annual basis. So if at any time they want to can you or get rid of you and not have to pay the workers or the unemployment premiums, which is insurance, unemployment is insurance for the company that if they have to lay people off, then they pay a premium and the more people they lay off, the more they pay, that kind of thing. And what it does is it allows you to fire people for cause. That's all. That's the main reason why it is. Now, the idealistic viewpoint of a of a performance review is so that you can, you know, air any problems that you have as an employee, and and they can air any issues that they have with you, and they can they can give you know room for improvement, and you know here's the reasons why maybe you couldn't improve this last year, and it's to set goals for the next year, and it's to give you a warm fuzzy feeling like the company gives a crap about you, so that you. Stay Stay in the seat and do your job. That's what it's for. In reality, it's a warm fuzzy. Most people hate performance review time. Everybody does. The bosses hate it because it's a pain in the ass. It doesn't pay any money. It's just overhead. The employees hate it because they're told how crappy they are because if they get told they do a great job, then you're going to expect a bonus or a raise, but you can't do that because we're not making any money, so we got to give everybody a three out of five, which is average, even though you're the one that, that everybody looks to in the department to kick ass. No personal feelings here, right? Okay. No, not any anger about performance reviews or anything in the past. Anyways, it's kind of a crock of crap. So, I don't know how many times I've had employers, supervisors, that had no idea what it was that I did, do my performance review. Because I was put under an administrative um, department only because it was convenient for just you know, payroll and, and schedules and making sure vacations are covered and, and, you know, the administrative stuff of you being in your seat doing your job. So does an RN, can an RN do a performance review for an APRN? Absolutely. And I saw people saying, nope, it's illegal. And I think you're full of crap. As an attorney in Ohio, I think you're full of crap. A performance review, a corporate performance review. In other words, you're well, you're well liked by the other employees. You are seen as a team player. Um, you know, not job specific tasks. Now they can do that if they get the input from your people that you work with on a regular basis. And so somebody say, well, physicians don't ever have to do a performance review. If they're an employee, they do. It's a corporate policy. If you work for a hospital, a big hospital system, they get a performance review. Now, if you're credentialed and you are a private practice and you own your own practice, why would you do one? <laughs> you can fire yourself. It's stupid, right? So, yes, some physicians don't do them, but that's usually because they're either the, the owner or one of the head managers and bosses, and there's no one to do it except themselves. So that doesn't make any sense. But if they're an employee, then you bet your sweet bippy they're going to get a performance review. So I think that that's bad bad and in blatantly incorrect. Now, some people were quoting again to the Ohio Administrative Code that says that you shall have a, a review of your clinical decision making and all that stuff, right? And that is true. You still have to do that. That's still done through your standard care arrangement or agreement, your SCA in Ohio. Now, whether it's different in other states, I have no idea, but I would imagine it's very similar. If there is a, a standard care agreement or, or a collaborative agreement that's required, I'm going to say that there's some kind of a review process that has to happen. 
the frequency and, and intensity of that review is going to probably be the main differences between the states. So maybe it's every six months in one state or every year in another, and maybe they have to do, you know, ten charts in one one area. Others, it's bland, like Ohio, it says a sufficient number of charts representing the type of patients you see. Okay. So, if, you know, if you do follow-ups in, in rheumatology, all you're doing is, you know, RA follow-ups, then you review one or two. That's probably sufficient. It's the same thing over and over again. If you're doing family practice and you get, you know, pediatrics and you need some Jero and you need some, you know, well, well woman stuff and you've got some, some typical, you know, hypertension and diabetes. I mean, so so broad. Yeah, you're gonna need to see more in Ohio, but but that's a different scope of review for a performance evaluation. So it it might seem more convenient to do a performance evaluation that has both, and this is when I said that one of the the people that were doing their posting, I said that's an ideal situation because it was your collaborative and your supervisor, whether they're an RN, an LPN, or just some schmo off the street that doesn't have any degree, doesn't really matter. They're sitting in a room and they're saying, here's the things that we think you're deficient on, or here's the things you're doing really well, and here's the things that maybe we could work on, or what are your goals and how do we get there? That doesn't take anything to do that, and there's no law that I'm aware of other than that one AOC section, and that didn't that was, that was specific to your collaborative. That wasn't specific to anybody else. You cannot receive or be directed to your day-to-day function from somebody that does not have lesser degree than you. You just can't do it. It just only makes sense, right? Because they can't do it. It's not in their scope. They can't delegate up. You have to delegate down. But that's not what this is talking about. Totally different animal. Totally different animal. But it's a great topic about about performance reviews because I think a lot of people think that they're that they're to really make them better, and you know, it's really not. It's really about protecting the company. And it's and and giving people the quote unquote opportunity to correct deficits. Is, is a way that you can um, look like the good guy if you ever need to shit can somebody for not doing their job. Hey, we told you you weren't doing a good job at your last performance review. We gave you three opportunities to correct it. We told you and we did your review in May. We told you in June and you do another sit down meeting with a, with a note and have them sign it. And then you do another one in July. Where this is your last chance to fix these deficits and you have them sign it. Nobody does this though the right way. The big companies do because it's impersonal. You know, HR does it. It's not your direct supervisor necessarily. HR sits down and says, hey, look, here's your deficits per your supervisor. You haven't, you haven't corrected. When are you going to figure this out? <laughs> if you don't, you're fired. So that's the that's the, the reason they do it. They don't do it to, you know, oh, well, it's just, they really care. Well, maybe they do, but chances are they don't. They're just protecting their ass. Another one today. This will be the last one. I, um... So this was the funny story I got from one of my friends, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put her in the category as a, a chronic intractable too because she listens a lot, and um, th- this was a um, just a prank that somebody played um, <laughs> on, a, on a nurse practitioner. It was I don't know if it was her or not. She didn't say it was her, but I would imagine it could be. If, it could have been her, and. Um, Somebody put a note on the door, right? And it said, and it was from a nurse. The nurse played a joke on the, the advanced practice nurse. And put a note on the door that said, you need to call your, um, when you return, there's a note on your door that says, it was on our office door, 
that says, call Mr. Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, ASAP, and they gave a phone number um, concerning a death certificate, which is funny because in Ohio we can't sign a death certificate anyways, right? Um, so the, now this nurse practitioner is like freaking out, well, I can't do a death certificate. Who am I going to get to do this? And talk Mr. Lyons, I don't know, and they're checking the chart and all this stuff. And the number is the, just a number to the local, you know, it's a local number. So they called the local number. It turns out it was the zoo. And, um, and uh, it just was funny the way it was written in here because it was said that, um, however, the number you call the information contacts the Akron Zoo, and it was this was a true story of this, and and it was just like freaked out the NP, and and uh, that's a funny story. I mean, I don't know if I I didn't do it justice. I, it made me laugh crying because it was funny at the time, and there was another one in here that I, I'm not gonna do that one because that might be uh, a HIPAA violation, and it's um, a little bit insensitive. So I'm not gonna do the other one. You know who you are. I'm not doing that one. But the Lions thing's funny. I might try that on somebody. Call Mr. Lyons, and you call the call the local zoo. <laughs> See if he, oh, Mr. Lyons died. I need to do that certificate. Now, I've seen this one in a movie, and it's kind of along that vein. You do uh, Leonard Funt, F-U-N-T, and it's and his middle name's Edward, so you do L-E Funt, right? And you just put Leonard Edward Funt died. You need to call and, and do his death certificate or something like that. And they actually called the zoo. How funny is that? Say, I'm looking for Mr. Lyons. <laughs> Could you imagine calling the zoo and the other people on the other line and say, what the hell are you talking about, Mr. Lyons? It's kind of funny. Anyways, I'm a simple soul. doesn't take much. Anyways, guys, it is a Monday. Thanks for getting to that 1,000 mark. Let's go for 2,000 likes on Facebook. Keep sharing the show, guys. You're doing a fantastic job. I couldn't be more proud of this community. Um, just a ton of new listeners out there. So I think what I'll do on one of my other shows here coming up is to do it. just another quick introduction. I told you guys I was going to be doing that periodically because I'm, I am gaining steam. And, and there's a lot of new people that are liking and listening to the show. And uh, so I, I'll probably do that on the next episode or two. And uh, just keep keep using that Amazon affiliate link. I really, really do appreciate it. The reason I'm doing this, guys, if you're new is that web hosting costs a decent chunk of money. And this is all out of pocket. I'm not asking you guys for donations. I may do that in the future, but I'm not doing it now. I'm not asking you guys to do, you know, send me a check or buy anything from me. All I'm asking is you click a link off my website and then you do the shopping you otherwise would have. It doesn't cost anything more and it gives me a little slice of the pie. So I appreciate you guys doing that. Just click on the banners on my webpage. It's thenpdude.com. Don't forget to send me ideas for shows, any problems, headaches, or, or comments, or questions, anything that's going on with you guys. Email jeff at thenpdude.com. And you can always catch me on Facebook personally, Jeff Powers, or through The NP Dude. You can PM me there as well. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk soon.